So you like doing interviews, but you don't feel like you're really good at it. This episode, I'm going to tell you some of my lessons learned in doing interviews the right way. My name is Kerry Green, and I am the Client Happiness Guy at PodcastFastTrack.com, and this is Podcastification. Podcastification is all about you, teaching you how to podcast, how to put into practice the best practices that I and my team have learned in working with hundreds of clients. You are going to podcast better from listening to this show. If you like what you hear on Podcastification, please just hit the pause button, swipe to the sharing function on your app, and share this episode with somebody you know will benefit. And if you'd like to get in on more Podcastification goodness, you can do it by subscribing to our Podcast Optimizer email series. And I promise you, you won't get lots of junk. You'll just get one actionable email a week. Go to podcastfasttrack.com slash optimizer. That is enough of that kind of stuff. Let's get you podcastificated right away. You know, it really seems like for the average podcaster, interviews are the mainstay when it comes to format. I mean, it is pretty simple, relatively speaking, to get somebody to agree to come on your show and just ask them questions. You don't have to come up with content. You don't have to get creative and figure out exactly what you're going to share. You just have to have a general topic that you want to talk to a person about because you're interested in it and they know more about it than you do. But that's not really how interviews work, is it? They're a lot more difficult to pull off, especially in a way that makes them engaging for your listeners. And that really is the goal that we're shooting for. So in this episode of Podcastification, I want to tell you some of the things I've learned about making interviews more engaging for your listeners, making them more interesting and more enjoyable. These are not all original with me. Some of them I've read in blog posts. Some of them I've heard other people talk about. But I can tell you every one of them, once I heard them, resonated with me because of the experience I've had in interviewing people. So I'm going to tell you, these are all great tips. These are all things that you can put into practice almost immediately in just about every circumstance. So let's get started. Let's talk about what it takes to make for engaging interviews. First of all, the tip that I would give you is that you need to be truly interested in your guest and in the topic that you're going to be talking about. Now, in order to pull this one off, there needs to be a couple of things in place. The first is this. Revisit why you invited that particular person onto your podcast in the first place. Is there something about their work that you admire? Is there something about their expertise that has benefited you greatly? Is there something about the way that they present things or the way that they share things that actually grabs you and makes you interested in the topics that they talk about? See, when you revisit all of these things, you can begin to ask questions of your guest about those things. For example, how did they come to know so much about marketing? How did they get SEO practices under their belt when they were just starting out? You need to be curious about their story. Be interested in how they got to where they are. And not just your typical questions of, you know, how did you get started in real estate investing? I mean, that's great and it's good to know, but you're going to hear that on a hundred different shows. And I think when you can be truly interested in your guest as a person, you're going to pull out things from them that are just natural points of curiosity for you. 
Now, a second point of this, I said there were two points. The second is you've really got to do your homework. You need to know something about that guest, perhaps even find little known things about them and ask them about those things. You want to enjoy this conversation with them because it's, first of all, interesting to you. That's the main point here. Be truly interested in your guest, not just running through a list of questions that you've come up with that you think are great and that you ask every guest. Now, I know there are big name folks like John Lee Dumas who do this every single episode, and that's great. It seems to be working. But my point here is to help you stand out in your particular niche. And I think you're going to have to step beyond that cookie cutter approach to asking interview questions if you're going to stand apart from the big names like John Lee Dumas and make your show something that's really engaging for your listeners. Now, the second point that I want you to consider here is that you need to truly have fun with the person. I mean, don't let it just be this cold conversation where you're asking a question and they're giving an answer. Feel free to laugh when they say something funny. Feel free to cut up with them a little bit and do a little bit of joking. Now, I understand there's a level of comfort that has to be there with your guests before you do that. But my recommendation, which I've heard Tim Ferriss recommend in the past, is to spend some time ahead of time before you're actually recording, getting to know them and let them know you're not recording yet. Get to know them, reveal a little bit about yourself that makes them more comfortable so that once you get into the actual recording, they're going to be a little more relaxed and they're going to be able to answer your questions in a more free way and feel a little more comfortable when you do joke or when you do ask kind of a peculiar question or something that's a little off the beaten path. You see, you want the conversation to be fun because think about the conversations you've listened to that are actually fun to listen to. A great example, if you haven't seen it, is a new Netflix series that is David Letterman, the old talk show host, and it's called My Next Guest Needs No Introduction. That's the name of the show. And he's interviewing all these famous people in various realms, and they are really fun to listen to. Number one, because David is having fun with his guest. You know, he's a comedian, so it's a little easier for him, but they laugh and they do jokes with each other and they... You can see David ask questions that he knows about that the audience doesn't necessarily know about. You've got to have fun with the person. You've got to draw out those things that are of interest and that make your episode stand out. So don't be afraid to have fun with the person that you're speaking with. Now, my next one here, I read this somewhere or I heard this on an interview and I wish I could remember where so that I could give appropriate credit, but I just can't. But here's the point. Ask questions in a way that makes the answer actionable, makes the answer something your listeners can do right away. So you're asking very specific questions. How exactly did you do ABC that you just described? Walk me through the steps. Another way to phrase that. What did it take in order for you to do that? How much planning did you have to do? How much preparation did you have to make of certain systems? What systems did you use? What software did you use? What resources did you use to learn that skill? You see, you want to ask questions that will equip your listeners to actually do the same thing that your guest did. Now, that's not hard to understand, but it can be hard to know how to phrase the question. So maybe get out a piece of paper right now or when you're done listening to this episode and write out different phrases you can use that will help you frame questions in that way and have that piece of paper or that document pulled up 
when you're interviewing someone. So for example, some things you may want to write on that list is how exactly did you learn how to do blank? What are the pieces of software or equipment you had to use in order to pull that off? How did you learn those skills? Can you walk me through the process? Questions like that. You come up with your own list that fits your niche and fits your particular topics. And I think what you'll find is you're going to be able to craft more and more questions based off of those that will actually help your listeners take action on what it is your guests are sharing. This next one I learned from Cal Fussman. Cal Fussman is actually a famous interviewer. You can look him up online and I'll have a a link to his Wikipedia page or LinkedIn profile or something so that you can find out more about Cal. But here's the point that Cal has stated, and I think I heard this on the Tim Ferriss show. You want to let the silence do the work. Okay. So in other words, don't jump in and ask another question after the initial answer that your guest gives. Let it breathe a little bit. Let there be a little bit of silence because silence has a way of doing something very interesting in our psyche. So let me illustrate. Imagine that you're my guest and I just asked you, how did you meet your spouse? Tell me a funny story about how you met your spouse. And you tell me the story and it's you know kind of short and to the point and not really that engaging. And I just let the silence hang after your answer. What's your tendency going to be? You are going to have this psychological urge to fill that silence. And you're going to start elaborating on what you just said to fill in that silence. And in that elaboration is going to come some gold nuggets. It's going to come the real things that I want to know and that the audience wants to know. So take Cal's advice here. Let the silence do the work of drawing better and more broadly described answers out of your guests. I think that is a valuable piece of advice that Cal gives to us. You know, one of the things that comes to mind as I think about interviewing skills and the purpose of doing interviews is the benefit that it is to your audience. You're borrowing the expertise of someone who's been down the road a little further than you maybe, or someone who's gone down a different road than you have, and you're pulling out of them stories that your listeners can then apply to their own journey, whether it's a technical skill they're learning from the person or a mindset that the person had to adapt to get through a difficult time. You are serving your listeners in a very practical way. In a podcast, Fast Track, we have learned that Part of the way you serve your audience is by building relationship with them so that you can provide them ongoing resources. In the internet marketing space, one of the best ways to do that is to get those people who are listening to your show on some kind of mailing list so that you can have an ongoing conversation with them personally. It is really cool for me when I am able to have a conversation with someone who listens to my show individually. And a lot of times that happens because I have this emailing list and I have emails that go out giving tips for podcasting. If you've not signed up, you can find that at podcastfasttrack.com slash optimizer. But that's beside the point. I get to interact with people individually. Now, why is someone going to sign up for your email list? Well, you just heard my version of it is the optimizer email. That is what I offer to my podcast subscribers in exchange for their email. You see, I'm giving practical, helpful 
good tips that they can do to make their podcast better. What's it going to be for you? Well, one of the things we come up with at Podcast Fast Track is what we call our lead magnet service. Now, what the heck is a lead magnet? Well, a lead magnet is that thing that you see on websites all over the internet that you get from the person when you give them your email address. It's a PDF ebook. It's a PDF action sheet. It's a PDF case study. It's some sort of offer, sometimes a video course even, that you receive in exchange for your email address. Well, at Podcast Fast Track, we have developed what I think is kind of a hidden secret that I'm hopeful won't be hidden for very long because it's a powerful way to build your email subscriber list. And it's based on leveraging your great content that you're producing week after week through your podcast episodes. What our team does is as someone is writing your show notes, if you're a client of ours, they are also listening for the main action points of what you or your guest is sharing. And they have carefully structured templates based on your branding, your colors, your fonts, your logos. So it looks like it's coming directly from you because it is. And they are using those templates to craft an actionable sheet that your listeners can receive as an offer based on the episode they're listening to. So you as the podcaster say, hey, if you want the action sheet for this episode, go to the show notes page at mygreatwebsite.com slash 123. That's your episode number, by the way. And you can download the action sheet for this episode. And when you say that in your podcast audio, our team goes into action, creating that action sheet for you, integrating it with your lead pages or your convert kit or whatever email capture system you have. So that people who go to that show notes page, just like you said, can get that customized lead magnet showing your branding, your website, your offers, and your guest and the great points that they shared. Check out the podcast Fast Track Lead Magnet service if you're interested in that. And you can even get a sample lead magnet sent to you at podcastfasttrack.com slash lead magnet. All one word. The next tip that I want to give you is before you start recording with your guest, walk them through the format of your episode. Explain to them kind of a roadmap of how your podcast interviews work. If they're kind of structured and you have a certain set of questions you ask, let them know what those questions are. If you kind of ramble and you want them to feel free to take bunny trails, hey, let them know that. You want them to be as comfortable with what's about to happen as they possibly can be. They're going to feel a little more confident when that's the case, and they are going to be relaxed and ready to share because they know what to expect. So take the time during that pre-show conversation and walk them through the format. Now, right here on the tail end of this, let me say something kind of editorially about the pre-show conversation. I've been a guest on many podcasts, and I am amazed the number of podcasters who really have no pre-recording conversation with their guests or with me in this case. They just get me on the line. They say, how's your day doing? I say, great. And they say, okay, I'm about to hit record. Let's do this thing. And I'm just kind of shocked because I don't know them very well. They don't know me very well. It makes me feel like they don't really know what they're doing because they haven't taken the time to warm me up. You know, what if I just got off the treadmill? What if I just woke up? 
What if I'm recovering from some kind of sickness and I'm not really at my A game? I need help getting ready for this conversation. And the podcast host is the one who should help me because they know their audience. They know their show. They know the way things usually go much better than the guest does, right? So make sure you have a pre-show conversation with your guests. That's just kind of common sense to me, okay? Now, in that pre-show conversation, here comes the next tip. Ask them if there's anything specifically that they don't want to talk about. Now, there's a reason for this. It's not just so you can avoid those topics, which is entirely appropriate and important, but it's also this. You're building a level of trust with that person. You're letting them know, I respect you as a person. I don't want to put you in an uncomfortable place. I don't want you to listen back to this episode later and regret something you said. So please let me know anything you don't want to talk about. This is going to serve your conversation so much better. It's going to make it more enjoyable and more engaging for your audience because your guest is going to be at ease knowing that you have their best interests in mind. And let me tell you, that serves your audience very well. I know you've listened to interview conversations where it seemed like the guest was just a little reserved and they were a little stilted in their answers and they didn't feel exactly what you'd call comfortable. (laughs) And I believe that is the podcast host's fault. It's your responsibility to put them at ease and asking them if there's anything they don't want to talk about will help them get there. Now, my next tip is another one in putting your guest at ease, but it's going to serve your conversation so well. And that is ensure your guest ahead of time that there will be no gotcha questions. Do you understand what I mean by that? You want them to feel comfortable that you are not going to set them up like a talk show host would on nightly news where you're going to kind of play devil's advocate and put them in a hard position and try to get them in some way. You want to assure your guests that you're not going to do that. And I hope you're not doing that to your guests anyway, but you want them to understand that you're in this for them just as much as you're in this for you. You want them to be represented well. You want to give them a chance to say what they want to say and need to say effectively and in a way that puts them in a positive light. So you want to give them the ability to be comfortable in that respect. So assure them there will be no gotchas. There will be nothing that you're going to do that's going to put them in a negative light. Let them know that ahead of time. And if you do editing after your episode, you may even want to say, once we're done recording, you as my guest have the right to cut anything. If there's something we talked about and after the fact you feel like you'd rather that not be shared, you just let me know. We'll find it in the audio and we will cut it out. And it will not be included in our conversation. Do you see what you're doing? You're going to put your guest at ease so much that they're going to be comfortable. They're going to share, and they probably will share more of those revealing things than they really intend to because they feel so comfortable with you and that you're caring for them as a guest. Now, here's another one that I think is very helpful when considering your guest, and that is ask them about their time constraints. Again, you're going to be considering them upfront so that they are more relaxed and asking about their time constraints lets them know you value their time, but also you value the time beyond what it is that you're using to record. So you don't want them to feel pressured at the end of the conversation because they have to get on to another appointment. You want to respect the time constraints that they have that particular day that you're doing your recording. 
Now, in your pre-recording conversation, in your interaction over email, you should have let them know the amount of time that you need to record an effective podcast interview. So they should be coming prepared and with that in their mind. But nevertheless, because you're having the pre-show banter and things like that, that maybe aren't going into the actual recording, you want to ask them about their time constraints. Because again, that's going to put them at ease and make them feel that you're very concerned about them and they're going to be more comfortable and share more freely as a result. Now, the next thing is also something that has to do with putting your guests at ease. But that is something I also learned from Tim Ferriss, I believe. And he says he always asks his guests before they hit the record button, what is your best case scenario as an outcome from doing this interview? Ask them three months from now, what is it that you would like to see as a benefit from doing this interview? They may not have an immediate answer, but that communicates a few things to them. First of all, you're interested in making this a win for them, which you do want it to be for your guests. You also want to have in mind a particular target that you're going for that will benefit your guest immensely because that's going to have a domino effect. When your guest knows you're in this for them, when they know that you're wanting to put them in a positive light, when they know that you even want to promote any offers or asks that they may have from your audience, they are going to be more motivated to help you share the episode once that is out. And if they do that through their mailing list, I mean, say they have 2,000 people on their mailing list, or maybe it's 10,000 people, or even 200, that's 200 more people who did not know about your podcast, who now are going to know about it once they see that email, because your guest cared enough to send it out. And that's your responsibility as the podcast host is to give them reasons to care enough. And by asking them, what is their greatest outcome, the best case scenario for this interview in their world, you're going to be motivating them to help you share when that episode comes out. Now, this is a practice I have to admit, I haven't been real good about doing. And this is going on to my list of things I want to do in my pre-show conversation. And by the way, If you don't have a list of pre-show conversation points or things you want to assure your guest of or questions you want to ask them before you hit the record button, man, stop this episode and start making one. You want to have that because it's going to help you be systematic in the way you interview guests, the way you put them at ease, the way you make your interviews better. And it's going to serve you and your audience and your guest incredibly well. So my last tip for you on how to make your podcast interviews more powerful and actionable and helpful for your audience is that you want to learn how to ask questions that are more interesting in terms of how the answer is phrased. So for example, you might say something like, tell me a story from that time in your life when your father abandoned you. Or tell me a story about that experience. How did it make you feel? What was your internal struggle at the time? You see what you're doing is you're digging deeper than just a surface answer. You're asking them to tell you a story and the human mind engages with stories. So the minute almost that your listeners hear, tell me a story from the time, their mind is going to go, oh, a story. And they're going to be more interested. It's going to pique their interest. So you're serving your listeners better in that way. But you're also helping your interviewee, your guest, step outside the constraints of a typical interview format and think in a more creative way. They're going to hear that word story and they're going to be thinking differently about how they phrase their answer. So they're immediately going to be pulled back into their childhood or their teen years or their first major loss or whatever it was. And they're going to be ready 
to describe something in more vivid terms, to give it more life and more emotion, to express it in a way that the people who are listening can actually relate to. And do you see what that's going to do? That's going to make the entire conversation more enjoyable for your audience. And that's what you want because enjoyment for your audience is going to build listener loyalty and it's also going to give them a sense of enjoyment that is so intense that they are excited to share it with other people. Okay, as we wrap up this episode on how to make your interviews more engaging and more helpful for your audience, I want to share a resource with you. There is a podcast out there that in my experience, many people have not known about. It's kind of a best kept secret sort of a thing. And what it is, is it is kind of a meta thing. It's a podcast that interviews interviewers about interviewing. (laughs) It's kind of funny, but it has interviewed people like Terry Gross from NPR. It has interviewed Katie Couric. It has interviewed Cal Fussman that I mentioned earlier in the episode. It is a great podcast for anyone who wants to learn from the masters of interviewing how to interview better. In fact, I would not be surprised if some of the tips I've shared with you came from some of those episodes that I've listened to. And this is a podcast that you can be assured I will listen to again and again and again, every episode, because the stories and the tips that are given by these high-level interviewers are so powerful and so impacting. All right, what's the podcast? Well, it's called The Turnaround, and you can find it at MaximumFun.org slash shows slash the hyphen turnaround. And if you don't want to write all that down or you can't write all that down, just remember you can swipe to the description area of the show notes for this episode that are in your podcast player or app, and you will find the link to the turnaround podcast right there. Now, you know what time it is, right? It's time for you to go out and make it a podcastificating day. This show is brought to you by Podcast Fast Track, where my team provides professional podcasting services without the time suck. Full production, editing, and show notes, all in one monthly subscription package. You can find out more at podcastfasttrack.com. Now go out and make it a podcastificating day. Audio editing and show notes by podcastfasttrack.com. Get 15% off your first month by mentioning this show.